Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I uh, haven't seen you or really anybody in a long time. <laughs> But it's doing uh, great. yeah. Before before Katie and I started recording the podcast, we caught up for for a hot second. We got so involved in conversation because we never see each other, and normally <laughs> we're next to one another physically. We're like, we got to get the pop shop recorded. We can't stop. Just we have to stop blathering. I was like, oh right, we're not actually recording right now. We should probably do that. It's like it's too late in the day. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on. The latest pop news, well, sorry, a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how The weekend holds at number one on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, plus news on how new albums from 5 Seconds of Summer and Dua Lipa hit the top 10 on the Billboard 200. Plus... We have news about the upcoming Lady Gaga curated coronavirus benefit concert, and we're going to break down some very early, super premature contenders for next <laughs> year's Grammy Is Awards. It really? Is it ever too early for this? No, I mean, we love on. talking about this stuff. So yeah, for the 2021 Grammy Awards, we've got your back. We're already starting to think about it. Um, but uh, first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, uh, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, The weekend's After Hours holds at number one for a second week, while a bevy of albums hit the top ten. Plus, the album's Blinding Lights rules the Hot 100 Songs chart for a second week. Uh, After Hours earned 138,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending April 2nd, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. A week ago, it arrived to top the tally with the year's biggest week, 444,000 units. It's a popular album. Uh, Also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, Five Seconds of Summer's Calm zooms from number 62 to number 2, landing the band their fifth top 10 effort all of which have actually reached the top two. Uh, Dua Lipa gets her first top 10 album with the number four arrival of her new album, Future Nostalgia. And Pearl Jam's Gigaton debuts at number five. And it's the 11th studio album from the band. And now all 11 of their studio sets have reached the top five on the chart. 
But wait, there's more! Party Next Door's latest album, Party Mobile, starts at number 8, while rapper Joyner, Joyner Lucas sees his first studio set, ADHD, debut at number 10. It might be Party Mobile. Party Mobile? <laughs> I'm not positive, so I'm just going to say that because then we have both of our bases covered if it's Party Mobile or I Party think, Mobile. <laughs> I, actually, Party Mobile makes more sense, doesn't yes, it? Yes, I've been reading it as Party Mobile when I've been editing stories. I don't know why I thought Party Mobile. <laughs> I mean, you know, a mobile party. <laughs> <laughs> That's I kind of was thinking that it's like a mobile party, well, but you're thinking of it's like a car. Yeah. Oh dear. He'll he'll he's never going to be on the podcast oh now. <laughs> Jesus. But he can get Rihanna on his album, so he's doing okay for himself. Yeah, he's you know. fine. He's fine. He doesn't need our help. He's fine. Well, um, I felt like we needed to definitely talk about the uh, the big news about the coronavirus benefit concert curated by Lady Gaga that came out on Monday morning. So the World Health Organization and Global Citizen announced that they've teamed up for One World Together at Home, an international concert special, which is going to air on April 18th to support and applaud healthcare workers in the fight against the coronavirus. And so this is another. This is another. Just about in. Is this like another like ACM presents our country and the Elton John thing? Is that what we're thinking this is like, or is it going to be more elaborate somehow? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's definitely going to be more of the remote performances from you know these stars' homes, considering mm. that's you know where we're still at, and also because the title "Together at Home" echoes what Global Citizen has been doing with their live streams um, from artists' homes on Instagram up to this point as well. Um, and as one might expect from, you know, the lineup being curated by Gaga, it is a star-packed event, and it will feature Alanis Morissette, Andrea Bocelli, Billie Eilish, Billy Joe Armstrong, Burna Boy, Chris Martin, David Beckham, Eddie Vedder, Elton John, Phineas, Idris and Sabrina Alba, J Balvin, John Legend, Casey Musgraves, Keith Urban, Kerry Washington, Long Long, Lizzo, Maluma, Paul McCartney, Priyanka Chopra Jonas... Shah Rukh Khan and Stevie Wonder, and then it will be hosted by Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert, alongside what? the cast of Sesame Street. Woo. No, no love for Conan O'Brien or um, <laughs> James Samantha Corden. Bee, James Corden. Um, also, are are some of these people just going to show up and like speak on behalf? I'm sure, like, I didn't yeah. realize I'm, I'm like sure, David Beckham could sing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that a lot of these are are not just uh, performances, and obviously. Um, we, as we've been following, Idris Elba um, was diagnosed with coronavirus and has been really like publicly documenting his journey with it. And so I'm sure he's coming on, you know, coming from that perspective and probably not going to DJ a set like he did when he opened for Madonna. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Who knows? He is uh, musically talented. So maybe he will. Um, I mean, he was in Cats after all, so maybe he can do a number from Cats. So this is going to air Saturday, April 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be on a lot of major networks, ABC, NBC, uh, Viacom, CBS Networks, iHeartMedia, and Bell Media Networks, and it will also stream on basically all the major platforms you could think of, Amazon Prime, Apple, Facebook, Instagram, Tidal, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Obviously, they want as many people to see this and donate and, uh, you know, be involved as possible. So um, Lady Gaga, she actually got on a virtual press conference with the World Health Organization on Monday and said, we are all so very grateful to the healthcare professionals across the country and the world. This global pandemic is a catastrophe. I'm praying for them and also those who are sick. I would like to send my prayers to people who are losing their jobs and having a hard time feeding themselves and their children. 
So once again, April 18th, tune in for that one. Definitely a can't miss lineup, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very different kind of lineup. It's almost like a lineup. It's like a very kind of Grammy-ish lineup in a way. And you can you tell know? that it's international as well, like with some of oh, these totally. names too. It's it's a global. There was a name I did not group. recognize. Well, that's how you that know that there. it's global. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of this Eddie Vedder gentleman. Right. He sounds very exotic. <laughs> All right, so we are gonna just dive into Grammy talk because you know it's April. So let's talk about the Grammys. This is probably the <laughs> earliest that we've ever talked about the Grammys in terms of forecasting on the show. I guess this is how stir crazy we get when we're sitting at home. Uh, we're already ready to start forecasting the Grammys. And we are seven months into the eligibility year. So we are more than halfway through. And so we thought we would take a look at some early contenders for the 2021 Grammys. Yeah, we're going to we're going to each highlight like a handful of, you know, maybe songs or albums or artists that have a great shot at getting nominated in um, some of the big four categories, uh, album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, and best new artist. Though I do have to point out, I don't think any of us picked a possible best new artist contender. That feels like the hardest so. one to pick at this point, honestly. I think you kind of need you you need like more of the full year to yes, kind of look at it, I think. 100%. So the eligi- I mean, there's there's a couple of people I thought of, by the way, but I was like, I don't know. Let's see if they have more than one hit. So anyway, sorry, so, Katie. <laughs> y- stay tuned for our best new artist thoughts. But um, the eligibility <laughs> period for the uh, the 2021 Grammys runs from September 1st, 2020 through August 31st, 20. 20- Wait, am I doing that? No, no, I did that wrong. September 1st, 2019 through August 31st, 2020. Um, nominations will most likely be announced in the November area and the 2021 Grammy Awards are scheduled to take place early again on January 31st, 2021. So 2021 just feels like a million years from now, but also, yeah, yeah, sneaking up on us. Um, Keith and I actually made our own short lists and then we started comparing notes and realized we obviously overlapped on a lot. I mean, we we clearly host this pop-centric show we're together. The, we're the pop shop. We're the so. pop shop. So um, we had at least three of the same artists and albums. So let's just start with those first where we can, you know, chat those ones out. And so the first one being uh, Post Malone. Um, I specifically was looking at this the, uh, the song Circles and then obviously the album as a whole, Hollywood's Bleeding. So um circles for me that was actually released right at the end of august so technically it could have been put in for consideration but they didn't but they didn't (laughs) therefore it is still eligible and um i feel like this is now just like a great song i think it's post malone's best song ever and he has been nominated the last two years for record of the year and I think there is like just zero chance that Circles is not nominated for Record of the Year this year as well, uh, for just, 2021. It was just a huge hit, a huge, you know, huge airplay hit. It just won't go away. For all we know, it could still be in the top 10 by the time, you know, uh, the end of the eligibility period rolls around. Right. Um, I also don't, I also think um, the albums Take What You Want with uh, Travis Scott and Ozzy Osbourne has a great shot at something. Um maybe outside the top four, like, uh, I don't know what, what field they would put it in. Like, what category? Is it pop duo group? Is it rap sung? Is it rock performance? It could be any of those things. Um, but I think I think Post Malone could be looking at a whole lot of nominations uh, from this album and its songs later this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Album of the Year is a strong chance, too, for, for Hollywood's Bleeding. Um, another pick for uh, Album of the Year for me 
was Harry Styles' fine line for me and for Stevie Nicks because she just tweeted, <laughs> she just yeah. tweeted that uh, she re- like she literally referred to the album as Harry Styles' rumors, referencing which of one course, album of the year, her the own uh, band Fleetwood Mac and their classic album. I mean, this is like. That is such a comparison, and for, like, the woman herself to make it and not just, like, a casual music observer is... I mean, Harry must have just, like, passed out when he saw that. Well, Um, now, now, Katie, do you think it's as good as Rumors? Listen, I think that might be taking it a little far, but I do think... I think it, it does improve upon his first album, and I really liked his first album. So... Maybe she's saying it in the sense that, like, of your, you know, short solo catalog so far, this is your, like, you know, magnum opus. But, like, it's a little early, maybe, to call it Rumors. Well, also, I mean, Rumors was Stevie's second album with Fleetwood Mac. So maybe she's just saying, oh, your second album is, like, my second (laughs) album with Fleetwood Mac. She's being that literal. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, But then I know that you and I both um, specifically love Adore You. From the from yeah, the album. it could easily be. I, I think that's a that's a contender for record of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you know, it's it's weird. The Grammys are kind of funky with um, you know, kind of you know pop acts that have come from groups, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to like prove yourself as you know worthy. And I really feel like he has consciously made. Um, music not thinking about sort of necessarily the commercial aspects um, and kind of doing his own thing and I think he's been justly rewarded for that with commercial success and critical success and you know radio airplay and the whole shebang like it all really worked out and I don't think he's I think he just made music that he wanted to make and it ended up working out incredibly well all around and I think he could be rewarded for that come Grammy time. I agree. And Adore You, that's isn't that is that's the one that just um uh hit number one on pop songs, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge sign of success. Um and then you're not gonna be surprised about this. Keith and I agreed about our our friend of the podcast, Dua Lipa, and her just released project, Future Nostalgia. Um yes. I mean this album is just like so much fun. Um, and like, it's just a hit every minute. Like I keep trying to pick out my favorite song on the album and it keeps changing because I like so many of them. And we actually billboard.com ranked all the songs and I looked at it and I wanted to be like mad about it. But then I also was like, I don't know what I would pick if I had to rank it. Um, there, 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 there really is like, I tweeted, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. It's like every one of the songs like legitimately could be a single. Like they all sound like they could be singles. Like there's no, you know how sometimes certain albums feel a little bit bloated full of like filler tracks and maybe they're just filling it out because they want like extra streaming activity stuck to the album. Yeah. She has 11 songs on the album. That's it. That's it. It is a brisk like 35 minutes and it flies by. It's so good. Yep. Like, I mean, I, I will just find myself with one of the songs stuck in my head. Yep. And it's not even this. It's not even the singles yet. Yep. It, it's the, what there's a song on it called Cool. Like it's oh, stuck in my head all the time. So good. I mean, I love physical like physical is like this amazing, amazing track. And it's not even a single in the U.S. yet. yet. Um, but yeah, I think she's I think she's definitely a contender for record of the year with Don't Start Now, yeah. which is her biggest hit yet. Um, and certainly, possibly, maybe for album of the year, certainly for pop vocal album. I think that's that's a shoe in. 
Um, but I don't know about the big one for album of the year. But I feel like Katie's going to overrule me there and say it's a it's a it's an obvious it's an obvious one. It's my album of the year. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about about the Grammys. I you know, know how they are. I know. But I mean, for us, yes, it is obviously like our fave. <laughs> I also just want to say one thing: just that the lyrics are so fun on it too. Like that's the thing that you like listen and it's it's just fun to listen to but then when you actually hear the words like you laugh out loud at some like they're very cheeky and cute and clever and i just i think it's just fantastic and it's like a perfect it's like if i had you know decided what direction i wanted do it to go in this is what it would have been and it's it's great so yeah I, let's move on to the places that we did not overlap and right. i'm going to start with my most obvious one because this person 100% just dominated the 2020 Grammys, and that's Billie Eilish. And since the eligibility period ended for the 2020 Grammys, she also released this fantastic song called Everything I Wanted that, like, you know, you're talking about with Harry, like, was is artistic but also commercially successful. Um, great lyrical song, and I just feel like, you know, it'll be rewarded by this group of people that, you know, are like, okay, we put a lot of like, you know, faith in you and stock in you by giving you all four of these awards. And like, you've already, you know, showed that you deserved it by following up your, you know, debut album with, with this great song. So I think that's a real strong, strong chance. She could even uh, get another nomination for um, the Bond theme song that she did for the Bond movie that's now been delayed. She's been nominated the Bond for like movie best... that won't even be out by the time the eligibility period it, ends. That's well there that there is that. There is that. But the song is out. Yes. And she can get a nomination for that in um, best song written for visual media. Totally. Yeah. Um well uh here's one that uh Katie did not uh overlap with me on. I thought about the High Women's uh album that came out the first week of eligibility last year. Uh, the High Women is a like a all-star super group. It has Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Maren Morris, and Amanda Shires. Um, already, it, you know, just by that, that pedigree, you're like, well, that's sort of a no-brainer. You know, there could be the chance because it's it came out so long ago, it might not be very fresh in people's minds and everyone has sort of moved on to something else. But there could be a place for it in maybe like some of the Americana country kind of folk categories. But you never know. Grammys are weird sometimes. They throw curveballs in the top category. So you never know. I think that's a contender. I think that'll get some love, especially just, yeah, the pedigree of all the women in the group individually and then put together. So I think you're very right. Spot on with that. And keeping on the country theme, I uh, wanted to bring up Luke Combs, who put out his um, album, What You See Is What You Get, in November. And it has one of my favorite country songs of the last year and one like probably my favorite uh luke Combs song ever uh and that's beer never broke my heart so that actually came out or was released in may and i feel like i need to ask our awards expert paul whether he knows if they submitted it for a country song award last year it did not get nominated i know that and I, I want to point out, like, I don't think either record or album of the year this past year had any country nominees, did it? That is correct. And Paul actually brought that up in his album of the year predictions because he's out here predicting things as well. So check that out on Billboard.com. He brought that up and said that um, it's it would be cr- like really super rare that there wouldn't be there'd be two years in a row with no country representatives. So Luke just feels like a really, you know, strong chance in this category. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
I, th- I think uh, if you're talking Grammys, you have to think about Lady Gaga. And I love Stupid Love. We had an entire podcast about why we think um, pop music needs Lady Gaga right now and her Stupid Love. I think it's a great song. I think it's a great single. It's super catchy. I'm super looking forward to her album whenever it decides to come out instead mm-hmm. of April 10th. And it's it was supposed to be April 10th, and now we're not getting it for who knows how long. But I'm looking forward to the album anxiously. But in the meantime, I think the song itself, the single itself, is certainly has to be in the conversation for record of the year. Um, of course, until Lady Gaga puts out another single that you know maybe overtakes Stupid Love in terms of you know the popularity or you know Gramminess of it. But hmm. I feel like Gaga is in the conversation as always uh, for the big four categories. And she always should be. And <laughs> you mentioned record of the year for Stupid Love. I the my final person that I wanted to highlight is The Weekend. And for me, Blinding Lights is such a fun song. I'm I'm super happy that this one climbed its way up to number one because it was released last year. And I think when it first came out, it was um, released at the same time as Heartless. And that was the one that kind of like popped first. And so I thought Blinding Lights kind of got like left in the dust, but actually was just having this like slow burn this whole time, like all the way up to the release of the weekend's new album, After Hours. And now it's getting like the proper shine, oh, no pun intended, that it deserves. And I, I feel like on the same wavelength as Dua, where they've really brought back these super fun 80s sounds, but also made them really modern. Um, it's like just a really, it feels like a really fun time in pop music and to listen to the radio right now because everything just feels upbeat and cool and retro. And and uh, I think this song and this album, you know, really contribute to that right now. So I feel like he's going get, to get some love. Yeah. All right. Well, there's just, you know, some some possibilities eight months into the year, seven months into the year, seven months into the <laughs> eligibility year for the 2027 Grammy Awards. No, yeah, right. 2021 Grammys. <laughs> Next We're week, predicting we'll talk for about the 2020, 2022 Grammy. <laughs> 2022. We don't know what's going to come out, but we're just going to assume Kanye might have an album. Yeah, sure. You never know. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Well, now it's time for the chart set of the week. This week in 1977, ABBA got its first and only number one hit on the Hot 100 with Dancing Queen. You may say ABBA. Some may say ABBA. You can call them either. Uh, The track climbed two to one on the list dated April 9th, 1977, and spent one week at number one. Just don't call them Party Mobile. Um, Now, you know, ABBA is one of those acts where you you know their hits are so beloved and and you've heard them for years you think they actually probably charted higher on the hot 100 than they actually did so a song like mama mia peaked at number 32 uh, gimme 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 a man after midnight so famously sampled in madonna's hung up didn't even chart on the hot 100 and knowing me knowing you aha uh-huh, peaked at number 14 now that said They did actually have other top 10 hits that we all know and love, including Waterloo, Take a Chance on Me, and The Winner Takes It All. Uh, But there you go. There you have it. This week in 1977, Dancing Queen hit number one on the Hot 100 chart. Okay. Such a good song. You're just young and sweet, only 17. (laughs) 
Although it makes me think of that movie. What's the Australian movie? It's called Mamma Mia. Ah, uh, has no. Meryl Streep in it? No, I'm talking about uh, mean, is it Meryl's wedding. Meryl's wedding. Yeah, that's and that movie is so like weird and tragic. <laughs> it's like tragic, depressing, but it's all set to ABBA music. Yeah, not um, what I expected oh. at all. So was Priscilla Queen of the Desert. You know, I think Muriel's Waiting and Priscilla Queen of the Desert have, you know, a lot to do with the ABBA resurgence in the 90s. Man, so also, many movies like based around ABBA music. It's wild. Fun, fun 10 second side note. I went to see Muriel's Wedding in the theater in Santa Monica only because I knew that Madonna's video for Bedtime Story was premiering in the trailers <laughs> for that movie. Wow. <laughs> And then I stayed and watched the rest of the movie. That's a, that's, but I'm, uh, that's a great People story. in the audience were like, what the hell is this? What is this? <laughs> I'm like, it's Madonna on the big screen. My God, look at the special effects. Okay, um, so anyway, you, okay. you should pick a song from that album then to be or number or be our uh, song we go out on. Oh, well, we go out on Bedtime Story because that was the video that I saw before. Oh, it's literally Muriel's the wedding. video for Bedtime Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> that's the one we're going out on then. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye. Let's get unconscious Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.